0: Good evening, and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host and leadership mentor, Taiwana Wilson. Thank you so much for tuning in to another amazing episode. And as always, I have another awesome mentor who's going to be sharing with us tonight. And for me, This topic is on time and personal. So if you could come on in into our virtual learning laboratory, come on in introduce yourself. Let us know where you're coming in from so that we can greet you and welcome you in properly. But in the meantime, let me just go ahead and tell you who our mentor is. So our mentor is Miss Jessica Eastman Stewart. Hi, Jessica. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I am super excited to have you in the studio tonight. I am going to read a little bit about you, but of course you can tell our viewers or those who will be listening to the audio version of this about yourself. But Jessica is the founder of Joyfully Managed Family. She is a mother of two elementary age children, a former classroom teacher, and a former nonprofit executive who now helps families create systems and routines to build in more joy and ease to the challenging work of managing careers and family life. Who doesn't need that? (laughs) (laughs) She is active on Instagram, so you can catch her at Joyfully Managed Family and has a weekly email with five tips for families that you can sign up for on her website, JessicaEastmanStewart.com. And I'll make sure that you have that link. So Jessica, that's really good stuff. First, before you jump in and tell us about yourself a little bit deeper, let the viewers know where you are coming in from. So as they know, I'm here in Ohio and you
0: are? I'm in Oakland, California. So it's just before dinner time here before the craziest part of the evening for families. Often,
1: (laughs) Awesome. So viewers, as you know, I like to bring you mentors from all over. So this week's mentor is coming to us from West Coast, uh, USA, in California, which is awesome. So want to welcome Ms. Diane into our virtual learning lab. Ms. Diane is coming to us from Cincinnati, Ohio, and she is the owner of Christy Collections, which goes right in line with the topic today. So she has awesome, awesome, awesome shower curtains, pillows, you name it she has it and they're very inspirational. And so we have a set in our place that has colors and numbers and I am beautiful and and all of those positive affirmations. So definitely check her out. And so without further ado, Jessica, I will turn it over to you if you're ready.
0: Of course. I'm really excited to talk about balancing career and parenthood because it's really hard. You know, um, parenting is the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, And uh, I know that's true for many folks. Um, And sometimes we don't, you know, talk about it as much as we need to about how challenging it can be, and especially. To be a working parent, you know, um, whether you're in a multiple, you know, adult home or just a solo parent, you know, it can be tricky. So I'm excited to share five practical tips today. It's going to be pretty practical, and I'd love to see questions in the comments. I can see them um, coming in from the different places we're live right now. So bring those comments in, and I'll try to address those questions as we go. So without further ado, let me see if I can get. uh, Can we get the slides up, and then I'll have that. So. Okay, like I mentioned, five practical tips. My purpose in life is to help more people have access to joy and ease. And so I believe that is especially true for families um, and especially true for working folks. And you know, I'm a working mom, so I have a special place in my heart for working moms. Um, so without further ado, let's just have the first uh, topic. So my first tip is to give up the guilt about being a working parent. I put here, what society and sometimes our own internal voices can tell us is that, you know, we need to work like we have no kids and raise kids like we have no work. Um, You know, and there can be a lot of guilt around being a working parent. And I just want to let folks know that they can set that guilt down. Because what the academic research really tells us is that especially for kids of working mothers they are going to turn out happy and successful. You know, um, in fact, I pulled some of the research earlier today. So daughters of working moms are actually 1.3 times more likely when they grow up to be somebody's boss, having seen their own mom be in the workforce. The sons of working mothers are holding more egalitarian attitudes about gender balances and what you know the role of women and men should be in the home they're more likely to see themselves as equal partners um, and see men as you know contributors to home life uh, if they had a mom who was in the workforce Um, and those kids that have working moms are also likely to have you know attain higher education levels um, when they grow up so there are so many beautiful ways to raise kids and you could stay home and have an amazing experience. There's so many beautiful parts of that. You can also have a job, even a big job. And it, there's lots of different ways that your kids will benefit from that. So if you're feeling guilty, um, you know, listen to that. That, you know, Maybe you really want to stay home, and maybe that's telling you to try to find more ways to do that. But if, you're, if you love your work and you love your kids, you can have the best of both worlds. You don't have to have just one or the other. So I want folks to let go of that guilt. Um, Okay, my second tip is to take your household systems up a notch. I remember, I have two kids, ages five and seven, and I remember uh, they were, you know, my daughter was just one when my son arrived. And so we had, you know, just a little one-year-old and a newborn at the same time. And I remember after they went to bed one night, just sitting there crying with my husband because everything just felt like a total mess. <laughs> um, it felt just like there was too much for us to stay on top of. Two working people um, with you know jobs that were intense and trying to raise these two tiny kiddos. It was just a lot. And that night, we actually came up with a system that we are still doing today. And that system, we called it our daily list, or at the time we called it the daily five. And you'll see that on my slide here, I've written some blogs about these topics on my website, Jessica So if you want to dive into any of these, you can definitely find more information there. But let me tell you the basics of the daily list. The daily five for us was we we're going to put these babies to bed and Afterwards, there's five things that every single evening we're going to do after the kids go to bed because these five things help keep our world from completely falling apart. And that daily list might be different for everybody. For us, it had things like, Clean the breast pump and pack the bag so that it's ready to go tomorrow. To you know, get get the, get all the milk taken care of. That was one thing we needed to pack lunches for everybody because turns out we needed lunches for the kids and lunches for ourselves and all of that. Um, for we needed to take out the trash if it was full um, and do the dishes right um, and different things kind of have. You know, at this at this age, uh, you know, we don't have a breast pump in our lives anymore. Um, But these days we have to sign our kids reading logs, you know, and that's something that is on our kind of daily list. So um, what are the three to five things? And you got to really edit here. It can't be 13 things that you need to do every day. Like you don't need to change the sheets on the bed every day, probably, unless you're in that period where you're doing some potty night training then you might need to do that. But, you know, what really needs to happen, you know, and it can't be everything, but what are the few things that, you know, if, if I can just get these three to five things done in our home, you know, whether it's cleaning the home or, you know, it might be something that, you know, isn't about kind of cleaning. Maybe it's just staying organized. Like we need to do the dishes, take out the trash and talk about tomorrow's logistics. And those are your three things because you need to figure out who's taking kids, who's picking up kids, who's got the car, you know, um, do the kids need anything special because it's, you know, St. Patrick's Day and somebody's got to wear green, you know, what are your things? Um, get that list in place and post it somewhere so you don't have to remember it. Get it posted up on the Post-it, on the microwave, on the fridge, and just every and start getting into that habit. Kids are down. Do the five things. Then you can relax, scroll, watch your show, whatever you need to do. But daily list has been a huge savior for us. Next, your weekly list. So after we got great at the daily list, we added on a weekly list. And for us, that was because we realized that there are things that needed to happen in our home and family that weren't every day, um, but they needed to happen every week. And so we figured out, okay, what are those things? And let's try to spread them out through the week so we're not doing them all at the same time in a way that feels overwhelming. So I'll give you an example. Friday is our trash day. So on Thursday night on our list, our Thursday thing is take the trash cans to the curb. And then we had to do a few other things. We had to say, you know what? We need to wash the kids' clothes. We're gonna do that on Tuesday nights. We also need to wash towels because otherwise we'll forget and we'll be like, "Is this towel? How old is this towel?" I was like, "I need to wash them at least once a week." So Monday night we wash all the towels in our house, um, you know. And on when our we our kids are now eating school lunches, so we don't have to pack lunches anymore. Um, but we would typically on Sunday pack lunches for Monday and Tuesday, and then on Tuesday night pack lunches for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So. What are the things that need to happen once a week in your home and how can you put one of those so uh, for each day? So what that looks like for us is every night we're doing a couple things from our daily list and usually one thing from our weekly list. And if we it, it usually takes us you know 15 to 20 minutes to get through this list if we just kind of punch through it, but our lives are so much better as long as we get at least a few of things done each day. And then finally, we have a weekly meeting. Um, And so uh, this is for whoever the adults are in the house. And I believe this can work even if you just have one adult in the house or if you have, you know, many adults because you've got some, you know, multi generational home. But we have a weekly meeting, my husband and I. We do ours on Saturday morning. The kids get screen time, which they love. We get focused time to get organized. And during that meeting, we're doing things like, looking through next week's schedule to talk about who needs to do what, you know, Oh yeah, we need to get a birthday present for Zachy because you know, our son has got a birthday party to go to next week. And Oh yeah, we're doing a meal train for our friends on Thursday. So, so, you know, we need to make sure to get extra groceries so we can make them that lentil soup we promised, um, you know, and we talk, We do a quick check-in about our money. We do a quick check-in about any parenting priorities, you know, things that are starting to to not work or things we want to work on, you know, like, hey, I think we need to really support so-and-so with reading better. So what do we want to do about that? You know, do let's think about, let's talk about summer camps and what we're doing about that. Or is it time to potty train uh, the little one? I think it is. When are we going to do that and how are we thinking about about that so it, it's time for us to come together to talk about kind of the big and little details of our lives um, and the agenda of this meeting would be different for each family, depending on what's going on in your lives. Um, So I'm actually pulling together a live workshop uh, sometime in April on this topic. So if anybody's interested, um, you would come to the workshop and basically leave with an agenda that's personalized for your family. So uh, if you're on my email list or following me on Instagram, you'll surely get information when I go live with tickets for that. Um, but the weekly meeting has been a humongous help and my kids are still kind of little, but I'm excited to incorporate them into part of that weekly meeting as they get a little bit older, um, because I want them to be a part of some of the logistics of our, of our family and talking about how we're living according to our values and all of that. Um, so taking up those household systems is my second tip. And I'd love to see in the comments if any of this is resonating with anybody. Um, and then Another piece is thinking about your weekends. Weekends can be rough as a parent. because you know, I wish we had four day work weeks in, in our culture because uh, I think we need a weekend day for like relaxing weekend day for like life logistics and a weekend day for fun. But most of us are getting just two days each weekend. Um, and you know, even though kids can be so much fun, they are basically never relaxing, at least at at the age that my kids are. Um, And so it can be hard because sometimes you really wish you had uh, some time for doing things that you're not having. So the key for me has been to essentially have like a formula for designing your ideal weekend and trying to hit as many pieces of that recipe each weekend and, and planning ahead for that. So maybe for you, your ideal weekend has some time outdoors. Maybe it's got, you know, a date night. Maybe it's got time to read or exercise or be with friends. Or maybe if you've got more than one kid, you realize that you get really quality time with each of them when they're not together sometimes. Because sometimes, you know, kids are a little bit, you know, grumpy when they're together. So maybe you really wish you could have time with each kid individually. You know, whatever that looks like for you, what is that ideal weekend and how can you look at, your weekend and say, okay, um, you know, and if you're planning with another adult, for example, with my husband, I might say, you know, I really need some uh, alone time, you know, to recharge and kind of spend time by myself. I'm definitely an introvert. So when is that going to happen? You know, and we might say, okay, well, how about you, my husband will take the kids to swim class uh, on Sunday. And during that time, I will stay home and get some alone time for myself, you know, and my husband, it matters to him to exercise. So we'll think about, okay, you need to ride the Peloton at least once this weekend. When is that going to happen? And kind of figuring that out and kind of first, when we're planning our weekend, first putting in what matters most for our own happiness and sanity and and for what our kids need Um, before, you know, things just kind of happen to us, right? Like the more we plan ahead, the more likely we are to get that what, what we need from a weekend, you know, and it doesn't have to be, don't let perfect be the enemy of the good here. You know, if you have a perfect ideal weekend where you go for a jog and have brunch with friends and get alone time and spend one-on-one time with your kids and also grocery shop and meal plan and, you know, read a, a, a book, you know, that that's a lot for one weekend, right? So don't try to, you know, uh, be perfect here, but get really clear. What are the things that do matter to you? And how can you try to get at least a handful of them in, you know, each weekend or each, you know, over a month, how can you make all of them happen in a weekend? Um, so that's another tip. That's tip three. Tip four is to delegate more. So, and I apologize, this slide got a little wonky, but, um, you're already delegating in your life, I promise. Like maybe there are people watching today who do sew their all of their own clothes. Um, maybe there are people watching who raise chickens for meat and eggs. But the chances are you're probably not doing both all of those things, that there are things in your life that you are outsourcing, you know? Like, I purchased this artwork from somebody else. I did not make this. Right, um, you know, I did not build the computer that I am talking to you from today. I outsourced that by spending money on buying this computer. Right, you are already delegating things that are not in your zone of genius or things that you really enjoy and are great at. So, what else can you delegate? Um, so, for for some people, that is house cleaning. You know, um, for other people, could you find a way to share school drop off and pick up? With someone, could you hire a local college student to help you with that? Um, You know, could you get groceries delivered instead of going to the store? It's usually a lot quicker. And these days, quite a bit of affordable, a lot more affordable than it used to be. Um, Could you do laundry at one of those places you drop it? You know, there are places that can do laundry for about a dollar a pound. Um, Maybe this weekend you could weigh your laundry. Let's see, okay, how many pounds are we talking about? You know, and is that you know worth my investment for each week? Because I don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, do you need to hand address holiday cards, or could you just upload to Shutterfly or Snapfish or something your you know spreadsheet of addresses each year and have them take care of that for you? You know, um, maybe you love mowing your lawn. I don't have a lawn where I'm currently living in Oakland, but as a kid, that was maybe my least favorite chore was mowing the lawn. So if that's not something you love and enjoy, then maybe you could outsource that, you know, find a, find a kid in your neighborhood who really is trying to build, build their entrepreneurial spirit and, and outsource that to them. I have a virtual assistant and it is amazing. Um, she is based in India and for $12 an hour helps me so much with things in my business. Um, could that be something that you, you work with? And if anybody wants to DM me, I'm happy to share more about that. Um, I work with her through an agency and they're awesome. Um, but what are the things that you just wish you could get off your plate and could you trade some money for time knowing that time and sanity are deeply connected? You don't have to do everything. So think about what else you could delegate in your life. And then finally, life is a bunch of chapters. It's a bunch of seasons. And seasons change. Chapters end. So you can't do everything at the same time. You can't be a person who cooks home-cooked meals, exercises, reads novels, is an amazing parent who volunteers at the school, is like killing it in your career, who gets outside for a hike all the time, is a great friend, supporting friends and spending time with them all the time, um, getting awesome amounts of sleep and like, you know, eating a salad every day for lunch. Like it's just not realistic for you to be all of those people at the same time. So let it be okay that you're going to be some of those things, what can you give up for this season? What matters most in this season? And I'll give a couple of examples. When I was a new parent, I was I felt awful about the fact that I used to read books and I did not read books anymore. I read the internet, but I wasn't reading any books. And I felt awful about that. I just felt like, ooh, like I, I used to be a reader and that was part of my identity. And you know what, I, I, let, I let myself off the hook and said, I'm not a person who reads novels right now or self-help books or anything. I'm not reading anything that's not on the internet. Um, and for a while, that was true. And then, you know, eventually a couple of years ago, I started picking up a book or two and realizing like I could fit it in again. And I love reading, you know, and I just let it be that for that chapter of my life, I just didn't have the energy, time, focus to do that. And that's okay. At the time, I, another thing I remember thinking was I'm not a person who is like stylish, <laughs> you know, like I'm going to go to work and I'm basically going to wear some kind of black pants and a blouse every day and the same pair of like fake pearl earrings. That's what I'm going to do. I have I, the same pair of shoes every day these like black flats. That's what I've got. That's all I can do. I can't be more stylish. There are people around me who like have cute shoes and always look put together. And I can look, you know, like I can be like basic professional. Like I can do that, but I can't be like, oh, I love everything. Your outfit is so amazing. Like I just couldn't get there. Um, and that was okay because I, I wasn't saying that I'll never be that person, you know? Um, there are times when I've like set a set a resolution, like I'm gonna get my family outside, you know, for a hike every weekend. And the reality is that's just not that important to us at the end of the day. Plenty of things are, but that isn't. And so I'm not feeling guilty about it. So don't get clear on what does matter to you and deliberately let the other things go. Don't have it be where you feel like you should do all of these things, and then you feel bad for not doing half of them. Instead. Take the whole list, recognize it's too big, get clear on what really matters, and actively say, this other stuff doesn't matter right now. It doesn't matter right now. I'm going to not worry about it because what does matter is each day, I am going to prioritize A, B, and C, whatever that looks like. Maybe you really love cooking dinner, and that takes up time and energy and mental space. So you got to acknowledge that it takes that. Fine. Put that there. Maybe you say, I don't like that, or I can't fit that in right now. So right now we're going to do this easy meal thing because that is what works for us. Um, but what matters to you, put it there, let everything else go and know that you can change. You, can, you don't have to marry this idea. You can date this idea. You can say, you know what? I'm giving up on that thing. And uh, you know, if I change my mind next year, then next year I'll do it again. But let it be okay that You can't be everything in every chapter of your life, uh, especially when you add the intense uh, emotional and physical energy required to be a parent. So those are my five tips, um, and I would love for you to be in touch um, with me because I love sharing tips like this every day in my world, and uh, I'm excited to have gotten a chance to share them with you all.
1: Wow. That was awesome, Jessica. I mean, you have so many great tips and you know me, the viewers know me. I love practical. So what can you give us that we can use right away? So a couple of things that I noted that you talked about is really giving yourself some grace and moms out there, dads out there that are are raising children, you know, it can be difficult. And making some of those calls, you're like, I'm a bad parent, you know, trying to do it all. And yeah, it could definitely be overwhelming. So I loved what you talked about, you know, the daily list, weekly list, and the the weekly meetings. Important of setting yourself and your families up for success each and every day so that it is less overwhelming with getting children together, getting lunches together, keeping stuff around the household in order. So I did. I love that part. I also loved about planning your weekends and making sure you fit in those times that are important to you. So whether that's working out, whether that's just having alone time for yourself, that's that's critical. Your own mental sanity is very important. So finding those moments, finding your support system to help you uh, with that. And then figuring out where you can delegate. You don't have to do it all, which is key. Listen, you, don't, you can't do it all. Is it? So figuring out where where you can delegate. One of my co-hosts on the Elaborate Topics podcast, she posted recently that her daughter got her a housekeeper for the year. And I'm thinking, wow, that is awesome. Uh, Because again, where you spend your minutes at matter. Uh, to you. And so that would definitely be something. If somebody want to give me something, give me something. <laughs> Listen, I'm putting it out there just in case somebody wants to the nice universe.
0: <laughs> May but, it be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would rather spend my time doing something else than cleaning and dusting and, and all of that. And it's not to say that, you know, that I don't like a clean house, because I definitely do, but I would rather spend my time making memories with my family versus cleaning blinds and and cleaning the floor and all of that good stuff. So I love what you talked about delegating. but one other thing before I jump into the comments, some of the comments that we have, I think that was critical is that you said life is a series of chapters. You can't do it all all the time. And I thought that was gold because, you know, when I think back prior to uh, motherhood and I think about all of the things that I did and I'm like, OK, I'm going to be able to do all of those things. And it's not that season. And it's not to say that it won't be that season again, but it's just not that season for some things. And I think back to, you know, I would plan things with my friends and I was the connector. And now and I just don't have the the energy To do that and the other things that are important. And that's important too, but you can't do it all. You can't do it all all the time. So I, I thank you for that because that was really about giving yourself grace that you can't do it all. And there's a season for everything. I'm I'm like you. I have those same, those same few clothes that I wear all the time. And I have in my mind that I want to wear all this fancy stuff. And you know, maybe I'll get back to it, but it, it's just not that season and that's okay.
0: <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you've got to realize too, that it, it's a little hard to let go of those things because you're not, what you're not doing is letting go of stuff that doesn't matter to you. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just saying like, all of these things are important to me, but I just can't have all of them at the same time. So it, mm-hmm. it does hurt to say, oh, I, I don't want to give that up. But the reality is, if you want to be like sane and healthy and happy, which mm-hmm. is important for our kids too, then you've got to let something go, you know, right. and just be okay with it.
1: Right. Yeah. And you're right. I know at the beginning of my journey of being a mom and being a wife, you know, that guilt would be there. And I would feel like, okay, I'm taking shortcuts on some stuff, you know, finding easy meals, finding quick meals. Package meals because I went through a phase where I was even buying meals that was already mostly put together, but then you would put it in the oven or something like that. And then I'm like, well, am I am I cheating my family because I'm doing this and there's just so many things that come to mind. And it, it, you know, there's no book on. Battle. You're doing a,
0: yeah, you're doing a great job. Your kids can eat Dino Chicken Nuggets every night, and they're gonna be okay. You know, they're gonna be all right. Sometimes that's just what needs to happen. You know, yeah, you're doing your best. Right,
1: you know? <laughs> right. right. So, Andy said that you are awesome. Yes, Jessica is awesome. Thanks, mom. <laughs> That's my mom. Well, <laughs> hi, mom. Thanks for joining us.
0: I learned everything this. I know from her. Awesome.
1: <laughs> Ms. Diane said, great tips. Thank you. My kids are grown, but I can use those tips regard- regarding my business. I'm a little scared of working with a virtual assistant. So yes, it's time to delegate some of those tasks out and Jessica has it together. So send her a message. And- yeah. And let should- me know.
0: I would love to, you can find me on uh, at joyfully managed family on Instagram, or you could email me at Jessica, at Jessica Eastman, Stewart.com, But I love working with a virtual assistant. I'd be happy to share how I found one and the kinds of stuff that, Uh, she does with me. Um, I'm thinking about doing a workshop on this because I feel like so many folks could really benefit Mm -hmm. from, you know, five hours a month or 10 hours a month of virtual support. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I've been thinking about, you know, like maybe we should get together and have a conversation about that. So anybody who's interested in that topic, DM me and I'm happy to share my tips that I have so far. Maybe one day I'll make a, a whole blog post about it.
1: You should definitely do it. And I know your style would be very easy and relatable, that teacher (laughs) in you. So, yeah, you should definitely do it. (laughs)
0: Awesome.
1: Will do. And Gerardo, and I apologize if I butchered your name, but coming in to us from Connecticut, a fellow scientist. Whoop, 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 whoop. So great tips for busy fathers. So awesome, awesome, awesome. So happy you were able to get something out of it. And yes, I mean, busy moms, busy dads. Listen, we're all busy trying to work and have careers, but still be great parents. So yes, Ms. Diane just said, thank you. And I'm not sure who said the uh, workshop would be awesome. It's not showing up here in our platform, but a workshop would be awesome. I'll have to see over on LinkedIn who it is, but thank you for coming in and chiming in. And if you have questions, drop those in the comments as well so that Jessica can, can answer those for us. So Jessica, I do have a question for you. So how did you make that transition or figure that, you know, you move from the classroom to doing your own thing in your, in your business? How did you make that transition?
0: Yeah, I, so I was a classroom teacher um, for um, a number of years earlier. The first thing in, that was the first thing I did right out of um, graduating college. And then um, ended up working with a group of other folks uh, to Uh, do some advocacy for in our local school district. And that turned into a nonprofit. Um, And I actually got to work and lead um, there with other educators and families, um, community members for over a decade um, doing education policy advocacy work, which was such a privilege and joy. Um, And then last year, I decided that I was really passionate about helping families and leaders find more joy and ease in the world. And so decided that I would you know, branch off and uh, spend my time creating uh, resources for families and for, for leaders at nonprofits and coaching folks about how they can find more joy and ease in, in their lives. Um, so it has been uh, so much fun. Um, I get to spend my time doing things like this, which is I just love so much the chance to talk about this stuff uh, with other folks. And, uh, you know, every day I get to learn something new, which is also really interesting. You know, every day I'm like, uh, how do I do that on Instagram? You know, <laughs> Or how do I make a, a reel with the changing? You know, everybody's always doing the hand in front of their face. And, you know, I'm like, how do you do that? You know, so I, I get to learn something new all the time and it's it's a lot of fun. So I'm enjoying it.
1: That's awesome. So talk to us, why is the fun necessary? So when you think about it, when people are busy doing their career, and they're and they're thinking about success, sometimes fun doesn't come to the to the forefront, stress comes to the forefront, but not yeah. necessarily fun. So how do you go about, you know, changing or helping somebody change their mindset to like, Fun is necessary and you need it in your life and your career, in your day to day.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would argue that fun might be the whole point, you know, um, (laughs) that at the end of, um, you know, and, and I realized that, you know, I spent you know, uh, over 15 years of my career working on helping kids get access to quality education, uh, from different seats. And I realized at the end of the day that what was motivating with me was that I wanted kids to have, when they grew up to have choice and mm-hmm. so that they could have joyful lives doing what they love to do and have, you know, an education I think helps you get choices in life. Um, you know, um, it opens up so many doors. And so, I, I think that everybody deserves to have joyful and easeful lives. And I think that not all of us have the same level of access to that, right? Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of, you know, privileges and different things that make that harder for different folks to get, you know, and, and life circumstances. And yet I do believe that there are ways that all of us can get a little more joy and a little more ease in our lives. And so that's what I want to help people do. And I just think it makes everything better. You know, joy makes parenting better, right? Like yesterday was March 14th, Pi Day. I used to be a math teacher. So (laughs) I love to, (laughs) I see, I see a comment coming in from one of my cousins. Hello. Um, The, uh, um, you know, joy makes parenting better. Yesterday was Pi Day. Uh, I was a math teacher. So 3.14, you know, it's a relationship between circumference and diameter of any circle. Very exciting. So March 14th, get <laughs> to celebrate Pi Day. And we had pie for dessert in my family. And it's like silly, but it adds a little bit of joy. You know, I like try to remember, uh, you know, and we occasionally will look up like silly days. Like when is International Pancake Day? is there a hot dog day? You know, and we'll have that for, for dinner because, you know, we celebrate half birthdays with half cupcakes in my family. You know, we'll pick up some cupcakes and cut them in half. And, you know, my son is five and a half and we're going to have cupcakes with a, with a candle. Cause why not? You know, um, life is short, you know, so let's enjoy it while we can. And so joy makes that better. It makes work better, you know, leading, leading teams in my career. Um, you know, we would always be much more effective as a team and more impactful on the work we were trying to do in the world um, and happier as human beings if we were having fun together, you know, Um, and everybody that's ever had a job knows that's true, you know, like joy at work really matters. And so I think that there's really nothing that joy can't make a little bit better, even when life is hard, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, even in resistance, even in, you know, movements, even in protests, you know, like seeing like protests where people are also dancing, you know, like we need joy in all of those things to keep us going, um, to make the kind of world we want it to be, you know, like um, I don't want to live in a world with no joy. So I'm trying to bring it as much as I can while acknowledging that, life is also rich and full of multitudes. So mm-hmm. life is not always joyful. That is true. We all have, we have, you know, we're dealing with, with death and grief and jealousy and anger and, you know, righteous anger. And all of these things are true. Mm-hmm. So it's not to, to be toxic positivity. Like you should always be happy or joyful all the time. Like that's not real. And You know, we've got to feel those feelings. The only way through those feelings is to feel them, acknowledge them, let them be true. But amidst that, what are the little bits of joy we can have, you know, um, amidst all that hardness? Because it can't always be a struggle or else we're never going to make the change we want to see in the world.
1: I love it. You're right. you got to find joy. I mean, especially if you're working now and it doesn't matter the industry, Everybody's working short, and so you're probably working more hours. You're probably mm-hmm. doing, you know, two times the the work. So, those little bits of fun that you can do, it really does matter, especially now more than ever. So, I, I think that's awesome. And so, your cousin <laughs> Deborah says she's so smart and beautiful. Yes, she <laughs> is. Yes, she is. And this is an awesome topic that she's talking about. I can tell that you are very passionate about this and empowering families and leaders and people in their career and in their home. And I think that is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so, viewers, if you have some questions for Jessica, make sure you drop those in the comments. We would love to have your engagement. And you can also let us know what was your takeaway? And so she gave several great tips. And what was your takeaway? What is something that you're like, you know what? I need to delegate more. Like I need to delegate more in my personal life or in my business or even at work. Like I probably need to, to delegate and know that I can't do it all. I'm dead I'm so stilling your life as a series of chapters. I'm <laughs> still in it. I will give you credit. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I would definitely give you credit, but you know, just that you can't do it all all the time, and you know, there's a season for everything. So whatever the season you're in now is the season you're supposed to be in. and it doesn't mean that it can't change as the seasons change. So, I think that is important. So yeah. what is your biggest like self-care? So I know that's a huge thing too for people is like, okay, self-care, they hear about it all the time, but there's still that that juggle like, okay, there's only so many hours in a day, but how do I even find that time? And, and what do I even do for myself?
0: So what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) The two things that I've learned in my life that are the most important self-care, the first one is probably 90% of it, and it's the daily reset of a good night's sleep. You know, like, especially for parents, going to bed early is how parents sleep in. It's like a disappointing truth, but it's the reality. You know, um, sleeping in is not a thing anymore for me. Maybe one day again, but it's not a thing right now. So, um, you know, getting a a good night's sleep makes a humongous difference um, for me. And so I have gotten better and better over the years at realizing that if I think I need to stay up and work late, I'm almost always wrong. It's almost always better in the end if I just go to sleep, Mm -hmm. wake up and try again tomorrow. Um, Everything feels easier when you've gotten a decent night's sleep. So for me, investing in sleep is really important. That's number one. That's probably 90% of my most important self-care. And then another thing that really matters for me and my energy, because for me, my energy is like my most important asset you know, like the only the thing, the, if I want to be a great parent, you know, great at my job, you know, a great wife, like great friend, like I need energy for all those things. And so managing my energy is really important. And one of the things that helps me not have that like afternoon slump is if I get outside and go for a walk. Um, And usually I try to do that sometime in the morning, not like I'm not currently in stage chapter of life where I do that at like 6 a.m. That's not my thing. But (laughs) I will, you know, look at my calendar and say, okay, that's a phone call. I'm going to go for a walk during that phone call. Or, hey, I'm going to write this workbook this morning. And then after I write the workbook, I'm going for a walk, you know, or I'm going to go for a walk between those two meetings. And I try to pick each day, where can I fit in a walk? Um, or, you know, I actually keep, um, uh, a pair of sunglasses right by the door, uh, where I work because sometimes I get an unexpected phone call and I will pick up the phone and pop on my sunglasses and just go for a walk, even when it's unexpected. Because for me, uh, that makes a huge difference in how energized I feel from like that 3 PM, like through kid dinner and bedtime, Can be an exhausting time of day. And for me, it tends to be a lot easier if I have moved my body in some way. And right now, in this chapter of life, for me, that's going for a walk. At other chapters, it's been like going to an exercise class, a dance class, or doing a Peloton. And right now, I just honestly, I'm just not doing any of that, but I can go for a walk. So that's what I'm doing right now. And if I get in some sort of physical movement, it makes a huge difference. So um, that is what I'm currently trying to do for my own self-care. I mean, I guess another thing is like over time, I got to have alone time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I can't just be around people all the time. I'm definitely an introvert who recharges by myself. So that looks like, you know, uh, weekend time alone, you know, taking a nap, you know, sometimes after I drop my kids off in the morning, I do a little Starbucks trip, maybe do the Wordle in my car while I'm waiting for them to do my drink and get my (laughs) little alone time to start the day. So those are are the big things for me.
1: So it made me think of, uh, I'm reading a book, Atomic Habits. And when you talked about the sunglasses. I read that one. And it said those cues, what are those cues that, you know, kind of start you off to being on a good track and having your sunglasses near the door is a cue that, okay, if I have my sunglasses near the door, then I'm going to go for a walk. And so it reminded me of that, of setting those cues to be able to set those habits uh, for success or whatever the, the case may be. So it could be somebody wanting to run they could simply make sure they put on their running shoes. That would be their cue for being able to do that habit.
0: Right. Or like I wanted this week to post on my Instagram every day and go for a walk every day. So I have this post-it note and I'm just trying to post and walk every day, post and walk, you know, so you can have, you know, and again, this doesn't say, and also eat a salad and also go for a run and also like, you know, get 10 new sales of something like it's just post and walk. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> and, you know, it's easy to track and you know, I can, it makes me feel like I can be successful.
1: Awesome. Make sure that I gave your website so that people that are listening, make sure you go to Jessica Eastman, com so that you can get on her list, get some of her tips. As you can see, She has practical tips, because what we know to be true is if you got too many choices, too many decisions to make, a confused mind does what? Nothing. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And so make sure you go and get connected with her so that you can get some of those practical tips, because maybe you're overwhelmed and maybe all you need is a jumpstart. Maybe you just need your sunglasses by the door. And so Jessica, as we are nearing the end of our time together, I'd like to ask all of our mentors, what is the few one or two tidbits that you wanna make sure that the viewers or listening audience get so that they can go ahead and implement right away?
0: Yeah, I think the most important thing is just to remember that you're doing a great job. Being a parent and being a working parent is really hard. Being a parent who doesn't have another job outside of being a parent is really hard. It's all really hard. (laughs) And however you're experiencing it, you're doing a good job. Um, And if you just love those babies, you're going to make mistakes in how you love them, but you're still going to be okay. Um, So I just want folks to feel like it's okay. And if you, you know, if you get into my orbit and you're with us at Joyfully Managed Family on Instagram or in my email, you're going to feel that energy of like, I think you're doing a good job. And here's some ideas that might resonate with you. Take some, leave the rest, but, you know, hang in there. Like we're all in this together. And, uh, you know, the more that we can live joy, the more we teach our kids how to live that way and, you know, uh, can collectively change the culture around like you know, the intensity of all of this. So keep doing a great job.
1: That's awesome. I think we all need to hear that. We need to hear it as parents. We need to hear it in our career. Our children need to hear it. That you're doing a great job. So you heard it, Jessica, say it. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: right. You're doing it. You're doing a great job. I know for sure.
1: (laughs) You are doing a great job. And and if you feel that you are struggling, especially if you have little ones and you're trying to work and it, it can be a struggle, you know, you can start with something just like that each and every day. I believe in affirmations and, and I think those are very helpful. And that's something that you can say is I am doing a good job because sometimes you may feel like you're not. And so just having those affirmations will be a, a start. Jessica. You're awesome. Thanks. You are too. <laughs> this has been so
0: fun. Let's do it every week. I love it.
1: <laughs> I know you got to come back. You got to come back. You've definitely been awesome. My kind of girl. Practical tips. Listen, I done wrote down my list that I'm great. ready to implement. And awesome. this has just been great.
0: So fun. I love it. Thank you so much for having me.
1: And so one more time, if you could leave your information so that
0: people can get and stay connected with you. Yeah. So you can find me at JessicaEastmanStewart.com. The best thing to do there is sign up for emails. You'll get a weekly email. I call it my Friday Five, um, and that's just five tips for making your life more joyful and easy every Friday. Um, There's also a bunch of blogs there on all sorts of topics, um, from, like, Parenting to having a smart home and how to use, you know, your Alexa. Oh, she's gonna talk uh, to me once I start saying that. <laughs> to all the things. So uh, you can find me there, and then on Instagram, I'm at joyfully managed family, and that's where you know I share uh, daily tips about how to, you know, find more joy and ease in your life. And every Friday, I post Friday funnies, which is my favorite memes from the week. And it's basically my favorite part of the week. And so make sure to follow before this Friday so you can get the really funny memes and you can find last week's if you search through, because um, pretty much everybody tells me that's their favorite part of my Instagram. So I am curating memes that will make you laugh out loud every Friday. So come follow me there.
1: <laughs> so if you need a good laugh, you know where to go. You that's need right. You to get connected with Jessica. So I'm I'm going to do that because I need a good laugh every week. Laughter is good for the soul. Great. Well, thank you, Jessica. This has been awesome. I have really enjoyed having you in our virtual learning laboratory and you sharing with all of the viewers. And then even those who will hear the replay of this audio, I think they're going to get some great tips. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks, everybody. Have a great evening.
1: So thank you, viewers, for tuning in to this week. We will be back next week, next Tuesday, same bat channel, same bat place with another amazing mentor. And do me a favor, share this out. I'm sure that you have somebody in your network who could benefit from hearing from our amazing mentors. So until we meet again, my friends, I hope you have an amazing.
0: Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly.